You're listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Hello and welcome to the Transport for the North podcast. I'm your host, Tony Belshaw. In the latest from our One North series, I'm delighted to be joined by Labour Mayor Oliver Coppard from the South Yorkshire Mayoral Combined Authority. Mayor Coppard was elected earlier this year with a vision to restore the pride, purpose and prosperity of South Yorkshire. He's talked about returning public transport to an efficient and effective public service and with more sustainable links across the region. Mayor Coppard, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tony. So let's let's begin by you giving us a bit of an overview as to your your career, your background, and and what your role is, um, especially with regard to transport. So I am I am South Yorkshire's mayor and have been now as we speak. I'm on I think day ninety four of my uh, of my term in office. So uh, so uh, coming up rapidly on the first hundred days. Um, I was elected, like say, in May, and before that, I had been running my own company. I was working with um, a variety of people, trade unions, charities, politicians, um, and others uh, uh, on campaigns, helping them to run effective campaigns. Before that, I was working for a charity called Book Trust, uh, biggest children's reading charity in the country, helping them to give out books essentially to children um, as a universal service. Um, I've worked in local government. Um, worked at the actually worked at the LEP, the Local Enterprise Partnership, that was the forerunner of the Merrill Combined Authority um, way back when, when the devolution deal that we're now um, part of was being agreed by um, by leaders at the time. So I worked at the LEP at that point, worked in local government before that, Barnsley Council in particular, and the Dern Valley, which was at one point the most polluted place in Western Europe and has now been transformed um, here in South Yorkshire. And uh, and before that, essentially politics, think tank, that sort of that sort of area. Uh, as well, and then you know, besides, have done all sorts of odd, weird, wonderful jobs. First job was as a bellboy at a hotel here in Sheffield. Um, I worked on the trains briefly as the buffet guy um, on the trains from Sheffield to London. Used to do that. Worked in a steel factory. Done all sorts. So, um, so yeah, that's my potted history of my career. And uh, you mentioned the uh, the pollution from the the heavy industry, and of course that that was very much one of the main employers in South Yorkshire for a long time. But the um, industrial landscape has changed a lot. Give us a bit of a pen portrait of what the business landscape looks like today in in South Yorkshire. Yeah, so I mean, South Yorkshire was was really sort of created in, in a modern sense on the back of the coal industry, the steel industry, and the innovations around that. And I think that's one of the most important threads that I'm keen to draw out. Which, is that sense of innovation that runs through South Yorkshire and throughout our history. So, you know, essentially the place that created the modern steel industry, um, stainless steel in particular, and then that thread has continued to this day um, to the extent that now we are world leaders in advanced manufacturing. We have Boeing's only facility outside of the US. We have the advanced manufacturing park um, and the advanced manufacturing research center here in here in South Yorkshire leading through an innovation corridor into Doncaster with blade technology, advanced manufacturing, aerospace, rail at its heart. So really proud of that. And that is the core really, I think of our future. Um, and future economic growth. And, and that is born off the back, like I say, of that capacity for innovation and, and you know, where we originally came from. And, and we're really proud of that history and heritage in South Yorkshire, but equally we're excited about our future and what the economy is going to look like over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. We've got 
a huge amount of opportunity here in the region. We've got the world's biggest hydrogen producer, ITM Power, here in South Yorkshire. We, like I say, I've got Boeing. Um, we've got world-leading technologies being created. Um, we've got McLaren. Um, you know, all these companies based here in the region who are going to power us forward. In, and we are well-placed to sort of take on the next industrial revolution as well. And how can transport enable these these opportunities, these uh, new industries? And, and what specific interventions would you like to see? Well, I mean, obviously, transport is central to connecting up our communities and connecting up South Yorkshire with the rest of the country. And there, you know, there's no doubt, and, you know, we don't shy away from the fact that there are, are some some challenges right now. There are some challenges that everybody is facing, not least the transition to low carbon, um, net zero, and making sure that our transport network, which is a huge part of that um, challenge, is overcome in in good time and orderly fashion. So, you know, we have set in South Yorkshire an ambition of 2044 net zero, and we need to make sure we get there and are driving driving through with the, um, sorry, I always get into bad puns when I talk about transport, driving uh, driving forward with that agenda here in the region. That's things like, obviously, sort of charging points, but all sorts of other things besides. Um, so absolutely that sort of low carbon challenge. But equally, you know, we do have some unique challenges here, not least our connectivity with other parts of the country. We've just lost our uh, train line direct link to Manchester Airport. So we are now, Sheffield is now the biggest city in the world with no direct train line to or train link to its international airport or an international airport. Doncaster is the second biggest city in the world um, to face that challenge. So, you know, those are those are big problems. We've got um, now just one fast train link to Leeds and we are facing significant cuts to our buses in October that we're now trying to deal with um, as a priority. So there's all these sorts of challenges besides the sort of longer term um, issues and systemic challenges that are brought about by the sort of change in in people's transport patterns because of COVID, because of new ways of working and then low carbon. So they're all the things that we are facing, but it is fundamental to the growth and um, prosperity of our region that we solve those problems because transport connectivity is what will allow our region to thrive. And so I'm very conscious of that in my role because my role is very much tied up with the transport piece. So making sure that we are doing everything we can to make transport work here in South Yorkshire and work as a wider piece both across the north and in, in, across the country uh, is central to what I'm trying to do. And you mentioned the um, the rail links to the airports. Um, we, we've heard recently that that the um, proposed rail link to Doncaster Sheffield Airport is threatened by uh, some uncertainty over that, and also the new train station for Rotherham. So, how much of a blow would that be? If, if yeah, I mean Doncaster Sheffield Airport in particular is is something that I'm you know concerned about. We found out recently from the owners of that airport that they were looking at the future viability of, of DSA. That that came as a surprise to us and I think it was um, a surprise to the people that work there too. And, and so we've been working flat out since we found that out last month to try and find a solution to that that problem. Um, Doncaster Sheffield Airport should be an absolutely thriving regional airport. It's got all the facilities, not least in terms of the runway, the terminal and the, the connectivity it, to thrive. There is no reason why that airport shouldn't be thriving and yet it, the current owners haven't been able to make that work so we're we're in a process of trying to figure out how to solve that problem um for the long term and not just save people's jobs but save that um infrastructure because it's such an important part of our economic future so really keen to make that make that happen and part of that is the Lincoln Line spur. So we, we've, we've agreed now with government 
to commence the feasibility study into the Lincoln Line connection to Doncaster Sheffield Airport. That comes on the back of what was a bid in 2020 that was turned down by government, which was for £300 million to um, connect up the East Coast Main Line, which I do think would have been a bit of a game changer, really. But um, the Lincoln Line is still a really positive development. So if we can get that away and make that happen, then that will be a positive. But we do need, obviously, to make sure that there's the airport there for that to service. So uh, these things are all, as ever, interconnected, and we need to do them all at the same time and, and make sure that we're uh, firing on all cylinders on all fronts. And, and it, um, you know, it is no small challenge, but we're doing our very best. And um, other interventions, of course, uh, are the mooted Northern Powerhouse Rail and the HS2 link. How important are those to the future of South Yorkshire? Yeah, of, co- of course. Like, I, I think, you know, there have been there has been disquiet in South Yorkshire about HS2 and there are all sorts of challenges about agreeing station locations and all that sort of stuff. But we are where we are now. And I think, frankly, from my perspective, we just need to get on with it. And you know, ultimately, um, with HS2 in particular, internationally, if you look at you know the comparisons with other advanced economies, we are way behind the curve when it comes to uh, to high speed rail. And high speed rail sh- is going to be in any low carbon future a, a central part of how we get about the region and more broadly over time uh, with uh, connected up to Europe as well. So I think that that is a really important part of the infrastructure piece more broadly across the north. You know that integrated rail plan and northern past rail for me i was disappointed by some of the ways in which that was watered down you will have seen recently sort of the mayors of the north kind of made an intervention with in the tory leadership race about kind of what we would like to see and we would like to sit down with the successful candidate to be able to talk to them about the future of northern powerhouse rail in particular but look what we need however we get there is for the great cities of the north and the towns of the north to be connected up um, in a way which is simple easy and efficient and i think if we can get there then that will change fundamentally the economy of this country for the better um, and make it fit for the future and it we are it is to all our detriment across this country when we don't prioritize those schemes and make the most of those schemes and get them away because ultimately without those those things we are just um, all the poorer as a country because of our lack of infrastructure and I, and i just think it's a real pity that we haven't been able to do that faster and go further you're the spokesperson for South Yorkshire, but um, of course, what uh, Transport for the North uh, does is to link up all the voices of the North into a one North uh, approach. How important do you think that is to driving uh, levelling up and, and, and improvements in the North? Well, as ever, I think we are strongest when we speak with one voice. So absolutely, you know, I think we do a good job here in the North, particularly sort of me, Tracy Brabin. Um, Andy Burnham, Steve Rotherham, Jamie Driscoll working together particularly to kind of speak with one voice about the needs of our communities and what as a north we need from this government. Now, I wouldn't for a moment, well, I am disappointed, shall we say, in in the response that we have often seen from this government to those calls from democratically elected mayors here in the north of England who are speaking with one voice to say that the infrastructure simply doesn't work in the way that we were promised it would. Um, and there is no plan from this government to make that happen. So I wrote to Boris Johnson on day one of my term in office. Um, at that point, there were 400 weeks to go until the 2030 deadline that they themselves had set for their levelling up ambition of 
providing a transport system outside of London, which was similar to the one that London enjoys. And so that was their ambition. They had set that themselves. That is an aim and an ambition that I share. So I wrote to Boris Johnson in the spirit of partnership on day one and said, you know, this is absolutely what I'm intending to achieve alongside you. And I am yet to receive a response and I doubt I now ever will. And I think that, you know, is a problem. We are we are absolutely stronger when we speak with one voice, but we do need a willing and able partner in government. And at the moment, we simply don't have that. But of course, uh, Boris Johnson is stepping down as, as prime minister and uh, we have a new prime minister. So what's what's your message to that new PM? Um, my message is work in partnership with us listen to us and respond with some urgency to the challenges that we face here in the north it may be a new prime minister uh, but it is not in that sense a new government and therefore they should honor the commitments that have been made to the north and if and where possible and i think it is entirely possible go further with those commitments um so that we are actually seeing the fruits of leveling up not just warm words and the new prime minister whoever they are will have to um, answer those questions both questions i will be asking my fellow mayors but more importantly our communities who have been promised by this government leveling up and we are waiting to see the results of that of that promise there oliver Coppart. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Uh, it was a great conversation. It's good to hear some uh, interesting points there. And thank you also to our, our listeners. I hope you enjoyed the latest in our One Voice series. We'll be bringing you more discussions and insights from our region's political leaders in the coming weeks. So please subscribe to our channels to ensure that you don't miss out. Remember, all our previous episodes are available via our website at transportforthenorth.com forward slash podcast. And you can keep up to date with all our latest news via our social media channels. Just search Transport for the North. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Transport for the North podcast. Don't forget you can subscribe on Spotify and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. You can find us on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook for all our latest updates. And join us on our website where you can find all the latest news and sign up to our All Points North newsletter.